Hey, how's it going, Marie? It's going good. How's it going, Jesse? I am uh, doing well. Uh, so last week we talked about the uh, pricing change that happened to Llama Life. I know it's only been a week, but uh, how's it been going so far? Have you noticed any change, any difference there? Yeah, it's actually, it's been going pretty well. Like you said, it's only been a week, but I would say from that week, it seems like it was the right decision. Essentially what happened was we changed the annual plan pricing. It was a decrease in price, which is I think a little bit unusual because most of the time people increase prices. The logic was really just you know, it's a balanced equation. So if your revenue is higher, even with a price decrease, then it's the right decision, I think. And it seems like the price that customers want to pay, which is super important to us as well. We want to make sure we're on the same page with our customers. So overall, I would say it's been going well. It seems like we're on the right trajectory. Nice. Time will tell, but I feel good about it. That's great. It'll be uh, interesting to yeah, kind of see long-term how that kind of rolls out, how things go and where the trajectory uh, hopefully you know, up and to the right is uh, the future mm -hmm. of Llama Life. So it'll be, it'll be fun to kind of hear how that unfolds for you. Yeah, yeah. That's what we all want, right? Up and to the right. But, but there is one important thing there, which is something I'm learning at the moment, trying to take more of a long-term view, because sometimes I'm looking at things week to week and even sort of month to month, and you might have a down month or a down week. And being, you know, a solopreneur or an indie hacker or even just a small team like Llama Life, it can really get to you when you feel like you've had a down week. But sometimes if you step back and you look at your overall trend, you're like, well, it was a little bit dipped this week, but look how far I've come from six months ago. And then that always invigorates me to go, well, look at the progress. Like you shouldn't really be looking at it on this weekly, daily, weekly, or even sometimes monthly basis. It's It can really get to you. So, so that's something I've been trying to do is kind of step back a bit and say, look overall what's happening and, and how far you've come. I think it's kind of important to have that cumulative uh, like approach to like evaluating, sort of looking at like, yeah, the collective growth over time and not just, I know I get stuck focused on the Twitter followers or something. And then I'll look and be like, oh my gosh, I hardly got anything today. I gotta, I gotta tweet something really quick. Cause I gotta like get that dopamine of seeing like the little numbers go up. Um, but yeah, it's good to kind of step back and have a more holistic idea of like, what's the full picture because maybe I don't need to tweet that thing right now and I could focus that sort of like creative mental energy on something else that's going to be more helpful in the long term because uh, I can definitely get pulled into like almost panicky for just like one little thing because the number didn't go up as much as I wanted to on that certain day or that certain week or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We were talking a little bit before the show. I know there's some team changes with uh, Llama Life. I wondered if you wanted to talk about that at all and what that process has been like. This week's been quite a challenging week for us. We were a team of three. So me, one other dev and um, a marketing person. We're now back to a team of two. That was a huge challenge this week. Um, it's kind of one of those things. I won't go into too much detail. It just wasn't quite the right fit. And I think, you know, when something's not quite the right fit, it's in everybody's best interest for the company, but also that person to say, hey, I, I'm not sure that this is working. So we're back to a team of two. From a company perspective, what it really triggered was for us to go, let's just, let's just stop for a bit. You know, let's step back and let's do a reset almost. Let's think about, you know, what are we going to do for the remainder of this quarter? We're kind of, you know, we're in October now. So we're kind of heading into the, mm -hmm. the end of the year. And the way we're thinking about it is... Um, this is actually off a tweet that I saw from um, someone called Yanis. 
I think I'm pronouncing his name right. It's J-A-N-I-S. He had this really cool image on Twitter that said, if you plan the last quarter now, you're kind of getting a head start on the first quarter of next year. Mm -hmm. We can maybe put it in the show notes, but I thought that was an amazing tweet just to go, well, we're not finishing the year. We're trying to get a head start on next year. Right, right. We use this team change as an opportunity to go, well, let's reset for a little bit. Let's think about all the stuff that we plan to do in terms of feature requests. Let's start to prioritize that a little bit more. Let's also think about the team. You know, what, what do we actually want to do from a team perspective? So for me, this week was a lot of, I would say, reprioritizing and also strategizing, you know, what's next. Mm-hmm. I think from a team perspective, what we're going to do is we've got two core people on the team at the moment, and the plan is really to augment that with a few short-term contracts. They might be around specific areas. So for example, animation and creating these sort of moments of celebration within Llama Life. So for example, confetti, when you complete a task, we're looking for someone to just do that. Before we were going for more like this generalist strategy where we go, let's get someone on the team who can do a lot of different things. So they might be a dev who's like full stack Mm -hmm. and can maybe do some animation as well, but they might not be great at that because they're more of a generalist. We're switching it up a bit and we're, we're taking more of a specialist approach where we say, let's have the core team and then let's augment the core team with specialists that can do Um, say just animation or just like really good content design we're going to do that for the remainder of the year who knows we might even find someone that we work really well with who could Mm. end up being part of the core team it's kind of a way for for us to also test out like does this fit does this work and I think that's one of the learnings we got from this experience was how do you sort of test that because that stuff doesn't come out in an interview it's very hard to figure that out from having a conversation with someone you know just two or three times yeah it's really challenging because you can really come away liking a person and that's kind of what we had here like we all really liked each other um just from a, a person's sort of point of view but in terms of job fit it wasn't quite right mm-hmm. we're trying to test that as well like is it a good role fit and you know, obviously we're not a big company, so we don't have a huge amount of experience doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to interview candidates in my in my corporate job if they were not from an HR perspective, but more is someone joining my team. But you don't do that very often. You know, I probably only probably recruited three or four people, so it's not like I do it every day. So we, we definitely learned mm-hmm. a lot from this experience. And going forward, that's that's the thinking with the team, sort of short-term contracts, specialist roles between now and end of the year and then the goal next year is really can we start placing more permanent positions to fill any gaps that we've got I guess like that's like a six-month plan almost like quarter four this year and then going into quarter one kind of getting that head start and then what what is it going to look like sort of mid next year but that's what I spent a lot of my week doing Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things where you know, I love to build product features, but you kind of sometimes have to step back and go, well, let's just have a look what's going on with the, the company and the business. And, you know, what do we want to do there? Because if you spend the time doing that, it makes the product features and prioritizing what gets built a lot easier because you can you go, oh, well, I've got this gap here. I need to build that feature. And this team member is going to help do that. Yeah, that was kind of my week. <laughs> that was like my whole week, pretty much. I did do some programming. I did... Uh, I put it on Twitter. I've been kind of working on this onboarding sequence for Llama Life uh, for a little while now, but that's starting to take shape. So there was some coding as well, which is always my happy place, <laughs> just kind of bashing things out in my code editor. 
I think when you have a team as small as yours, um, when you have someone that for whatever reason isn't the right fit, it's a huge deal. Like that's because like the amount they're bringing, you know, is, you know, 33% of the company. And so like, if that fit isn't really solid, like just that perfect fit, it makes it uh, really difficult to get things done. Where when you're in a bigger company and you hire someone, they could be like a 70% fit and it could still work out and you'd figure it out eventually. But your team is so small that like that, Mm -hmm. it not being a perfect fit makes it really difficult really quickly and can kind of like, not from a fault of that person, but just it not being a fit slows everybody down. It can just mm-hmm. kind of grind everything to a halt yeah. because you're just so small at that point. That can be, yeah, really difficult. I That's spot don't on. envy yeah. that position of trying to make that work out. I heard from another founder recently that, and I was quite surprised at this, but um, they said, you know, when you have a 10-person startup team and, you know, we're nowhere near that yet, but I suppose that's kind of one of the goals they said when you have a 10 person team it's likely that three people out of that team shouldn't be there hmm. and i was like wow that's a pretty high percentage right that's 30 percent of the company shouldn't really be there but if you're in corporate right. environment i'm sure like i don't know 50 percent of people shouldn't really be there <laughs> it's, it's it's something right you know yeah. you look at it and you go there's a lot of waste in this um this this corporate setup or the company's so large like there's a lot of people that they just really yeah, then they shouldn't be there. <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, that was that was kind of I was like, wow, thirty percent, you know, out of ten people, three shouldn't be there. That's kind of big, but I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. I can see how that would really make an impact. So my week is going. I've been uh, focused on, you know, last week we talked about our uh, commitments. So I'll just say mine was about working on the content for the first day of my uh, two day workshop, and I can uh, I th- I think I've I've had to admit that I didn't succeed so often that it feels really good to be able to say like, yes, I did that commitment. Um, I worked on that first day and, uh, you know, my co-host Trina and I met earlier this week and sort of went through some of that first day content and feeling really good about it. And then I have, uh, tomorrow is my day that I'm planning to just like, which we're recording on Friday for me, Saturday for you. And yeah. <laughs> my Saturday tomorrow is when I'm going to be working on really sort of like solidifying solidifying that day two content for uh the workshop and it's man it's coming up really fast so the workshop is just a week from now so i sent out an email earlier today kind of announcing that our early bird pricing was going to end this weekend and that's you know hoping to get a few more people to uh, sign up which has happened which is good and i'm i think we're, we're right now we're around 40 and i think based on the last time i think we'll get up to about 50 people by the time we launch the course, which which is great, like that's a really good number because then it's it's big enough that it doesn't feel small, but it's small enough that you can kind of connect with everybody. Like you can mm-hmm. kind of help build a little bit more community in there, which yeah. uh, feels really good. So if you're hearing this, uh, then you have a few days left to uh, sign up at workingwithadhd.com. But yeah, I'm feeling really good about that. And I've been kind of focused on that this week, just getting all that uh, content ready to go. What about since I went ahead and jumped to my commitment, your commitment was <laughs> uh, the uh, venting app, venting site oh app. God. And based on the week you described, <laughs> I'm going to guess yeah. you haven't quite gotten to that. Yeah, I think that's the thing. So you kind of have the best laid plans and then they go out the window based <laughs> on what is happening like right at this moment. Mm-hmm. So I committed to doing this side project, this little venting app where 
very simple website. You just type in what's on your mind, hit the button, and then it just kind of goes off into the ether or somewhere. Basically, just get the thoughts out of your mind. I did not complete it, but I did start thinking about it in my head. And this is the weird thing. So when I when I do a project, I find that a lot of the work just gets done in my head. Mm-hmm. And what, what I mean by that is like I'll think about like how it's going to look or what it's going to do. If I spend the time just thinking about it like that in my head, it actually comes out very quickly when I start coding. And so I've kind of figured out like the different bits and how I want it to look, how I want to divide the code up, what what the components might be, mm-hmm. down to the how does a button look, what sort of feeling are you going to get from the button. So I have done some planning. I did a whole uh, – I started a new like Create React app and I have like this blank slate and it's ready to go. And <laughs> I mentioned to you just before this call, like, it was sort of 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, okay, I got my blank slate. I've planned everything out in my head. And then I was like, oh, I'm too tired. <laughs> and so I <laughs> – so I went to bed. I didn't do my commitment, but I i guess I did other stuff for the business that was arguably a bit more important. Yeah, I feel like maybe we need to rename that because commitment isn't right. Like I like mm. I like that we're coming up with these things because it I think it helps um, for me. It kind of gives me that accountability to be like, oh, I got to try and do that thing because we're going to talk about it on the podcast. And so it gives like that extra motivation. But I don't want to like feel bad when I do it because a lot of times I say it and they're kind of ambitious like it's not like I don't want to feel bad if I fail to do this I just want to be like this is kind of my target or something like that so I don't know what the name is Uh, maybe someone listening will have a good name and they can send it in and tell us but I think maybe commitment doesn't feel quite right because I I feel like too often we get to this point and then (laughs) we're like well I failed and I don't (laughs) want to talk about failure that sounds terrible yeah yeah (laughs) So yeah. we'll, we, we'll need to rebrand. Maybe my next time we'll have a uh, better name for it. I think one other challenge is that both you and I, like we like doing things and I certainly try and do too many things. And that was kind of the theme for my week was to step back and reprioritize because we have all these things. And if you have too many things, like sometimes nothing can get done because it's just overwhelming And so for me, like one of the things I want to do is cut back on the number of things I'm focusing on so I can do those things better Mm. versus trying to do everything mediocre. I don't know if you have the same thing, but. Yeah, that's like the the Derek Sivers book, Hell Yeah or No. I need to get better at that of just saying like, if, if this isn't like the greatest thing, then I need to start learning to say no to those things. It's just Mm -hmm. so easy to be like, oh, that sounds fun. And then so I'm going to do it, even though I'm not like. I don't really see a long-term sort of future there or like it's not something that's going to be sustained interest. It's just like, oh, that'll be fun to do right now or, oh, I have the time and ability to do that, so I'll do it. Mm. I really love the the book that Derek Sivers wrote and just that idea. I need to lean to that more because, yeah, just like you're kind of saying, I do that all the time. I say yes to way too many things and a lot of them are cool Mm -hmm. and it's not like i'm saying yes to things that are like bad opportunities or like waste of time it's just i only have so much time and Mm -hmm. if i say yes to like 10 things then the quality on all of those things is going to be less than if i only said yes to like five things and then really really made it good and that and that's a problem for me because i'm a perfectionist so what ends up happening is my mental health or like my sleep or something like that's where I'm suffering instead because I'm kind of perfectionist about the work. And so it's something's going to fall apart and it would be better if it wasn't uh, (laughs) me that was falling apart. I definitely kind of agree with that idea. 
The mental health thing's so important. You know, going back to that example where I was about to do that quote unquote commitment and it was 10 o'clock at night and I was, you know, literally falling asleep at my computer. I'm glad I made the decision not to do it because I just needed the rest. Yeah. It's been a very hard week and I just felt completely emotionally drained from the week. And I just think it's it's really hard to keep yourself in check because we all kind of want to do these things and we're all perfectionist maybe for me, but more just so I'm really keen to get the work out, but, but it does take a toll sometimes. Actually this weekend, I'm thinking about going away for the weekend just to not work. Yeah. And I haven't done that for a while. So I think that might be good just going sort of down to the beach and relaxing for a bit. But even then I'm thinking <laughs> there's some friends going with me and I was even saying to them last night, oh, do you think this place will, will have Wi-Fi? Like it's really important that it has like an internet connection because I might need to do some work. And I'm like, what, what are you saying? Like just need to <laughs> just relax. And yeah, I probably do need to take my laptop just in case, you know, Llama Life goes down, the website goes down or something happens. But I sort of stop myself going, your priorities are wrong. Like you said you were going to go away, take a break, but now you're talking about like, does it have internet connection? And it's just um, – right. Yeah. I think that's a common uh, problem for solopreneur types like us, like indie hackers, like taking a break feels alien. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and part of that is, I think, because at least like speaking for me, part of that is because like I get energized by doing all this stuff. Like it's fun mm-hmm. and it's exciting and it's not like I'm disliking it while I'm doing it. Like I'm enjoying that process. And so taking a break is really hard because part of, at least for me, like part of my brain is like, but that's fun. Like, even though I see that it's causing negative effects on mental health and stuff like that, part of me is still like, yeah, but it's still kind of fun to, you know, it's fun to see the numbers go up and me to do the things and then watch the effects and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it makes it really, I've, I've taken very little uh, breaks. Even when I did like a trip uh, this summer, I was still checking stuff all the time. Like I thought to myself that I would like, uh, maybe I'll just like won't, tweet or post or anything for like a week and that that didn't work at all Uh, I was Mm. on every single day (laughs) yeah it's just so it's so hard to disconnect from that sort of stuff really hard one other thing I did want to uh, mention just because it's uh wild I got contacted yesterday from somebody from today.com which is like if you don't know today.com it's from the today show so they kind of have like a you know, a news website as well that's today.com and somebody from there contacted me about my uh, tweet that had gone viral like a couple of weeks ago and in the tweet I was basically just quoting I was like sharing a quote from the book Driven to Distraction that was about ADHD and specifically something that the author Dr. Hallowell calls the cough drop sign and so I shared this tweet and it did really well. Like a lot of people were sharing it and kind of talking about it. It was a big deal. So this editor sent me a message and said, Hey, I did an interview with Dr. Hallowell and I saw your tweet and I'd love to get like a quote from you on it. And I was like, Oh wow. I wonder, is it some like article about, I don't know, something like ADHD and TikTok or something. Cause I've seen like articles on those, like ADHD diagnosis on the rise or something. I didn't know what the story was, but I was like, sure. And so I wrote a little quote. And then today the editor, she sent me an email back after I gave her the quote and she said, hey, here's the story. I went to today.com and it's like, right, it's the top thing on the front page. And the story is specifically about, I don't don't have the title, but it's like about the viral tweet that I wrote. So yeah, that's crazy. And they put the tweet in there too, right? 
Yeah, so I'm I'm quoted in there. My tweet is in there. Amazing. So people, I've been seeing people like jump, you know, checking out the tweet uh, today, you know, seeing it in my notifications and stuff. And yeah, so it just kind of came out of the blue and it's wild. So I'll link it so anyone can see the article if they want to see it. And I was, I'm pleased with the article. A little bit, I was kind of worried. I was like, is it going to say, because a lot of times the media really messes up things with ADHD and they'll like mm. put myths in there and stuff like that. But no, the article is pretty good and it had some quotes from, uh, you know, Dr. Ned Hallowell in there as well. And I guess I'm just talking about it because it's super exciting. <laughs> I never yeah. thought in like a million years, like, oh, yeah, I'll be on the homepage of today.com, their top story. Yeah. Pretty wild. That is wild. And, you, you know, <laughs> the cool thing about this story is that it, it goes to show that the content that you put out, it, it's just always there and you never know when it's going to get picked up because this tweet that you did, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but it wasn't, what was it, a few weeks ago, did you say, or a month ago? I think it was or, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so I've had, I've had cases where it's been, you know, months and months ago that something just resurfaces. And I think for me hearing this, it's about, okay, well, you put content out and you never know when that content is going to go viral or get picked up again. But the fact that you put the content out, the impact of that content can compound over time. And you just never know what's going to mm -hmm. happen. And if you don't do it, if you don't put the content out there to begin with, then you, you're never going to have this opportunity for this to happen. So so for me, the lesson here is just to, um, you know, do the marketing stuff, like put the content out because you just don't know when that's going to come back and help you. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a similar thing. It's not the same scale as as today.com. I have this <laughs> this other side project called Schnoise. It's S-H-H-S-H-H-H-Noise.com. And it's a sound. Three H's. I know I had to think about that. It's three H's. It's not the best name to talk about. It looks funny. Like the, the reason I picked it was this kind of looks funny and quirky when you read the website. But whenever I talk about it, I have to go, it's schnoise and it's spelt like this. And it's just not a good domain from that perspective. So I had this website, this side project. It's just a sound generator. And it's been out there for a while. And it kind of was a little bit viral when I first put it out there. But then it kind of just fell away and wasn't really in the spotlight. And I think it was last week or the week before that it went viral again. And I was trying to figure out like what happened. You know, I'm getting all these notifications from Google Analytics saying there's all these hits mm -hmm. to, to shush noise. And it was in some Brazilian, I think it got mentioned in a Brazilian website's newsletter or Instagram or something like that. And I'm like, you just never know what could happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's a great example for you. And today.com, wow, that's that's amazing. Like that's <laughs> that's amazing. It was pretty wild. And totally like when I put it out, I had no it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is gonna be big. Like someone's gonna like wanna share this. I had no idea. I was just kind of doing my thing and I can't even remember what it was. There was something that had reminded me of that story, um, which was like I'd read it like when I first was finding out that I had ADHD. Uh, like a week later, someone had recommended that book driven to distraction and I read it and that quote about the cough drop had like stood out to me, but something randomly just like triggered it for me again and reminded me of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't mentioned that in forever. So I should, I should share that quote because I know for me, it made such an impact. It was just like feeling seen for the first time, like that feeling inside that I always thought was just kind of my own fault or my that I was just like ashamed of or whatever. And seeing it kind of called out in a book was really impactful for me. So I just 
shared it, uh, hoping that it would be impactful for other people as well. And yeah, I had no idea it was going to do anything. And so, yeah, like you said, I think just continuing to put that stuff out there, you know, it's kind of like you're throwing darts and you don't know when like one of them is going to hit bullseye. Cause like, you don't even see what you're throwing at. You're just kind of like, I'm just putting them all yeah. out there. I mean, this metaphor is not working, but you get the idea. Like you're just sort of putting stuff out there and you never know what is going to like kind of stick. And like you mm. said, like it may not even happen immediately. Maybe it's just that it's out there and eventually it's going to hit that right person or whatever it is before it really sort of takes off and makes some sort of connection and then, uh, yeah, pays off in the end for you. I'm not getting any uh, money or anything from being on today.com, but it sure feels awesome. And it is something of sort of like helping to spread the word about ADHD stuff, which, you know, I'm all about. And so knowing that mm -hmm. now more people are going to find out about this because of this kind of, you know, media pushing it is uh, pretty cool. And it's pretty uh, rad to be kind of part of that. I think one important thing is that you're like really genuine with your tweets. Like you're, you can tell that when you put out the tweets is because it's something you related to or something that you found in, impactful. And I think that's why your Twitter account is so successful because people can just feel like it's something that you have experienced. It's not that you're kind of putting out content with the goal of, oh, this is going to go viral. It's the other way. You're kind of just going, this was valuable to me, so I'm going to share mm. it. And then if it goes viral, great. If it doesn't, well, that's fine as well. Like somebody, as long as somebody got some value out of it, it's great. And I see a lot of Twitter accounts, which are completely opposite, where they're, you can sort of tell they're trying to put out a tweet or a thread with the goal of trying to get it to go viral. And I think it's a very yeah. different thing. You know, I also see people saying I spent three hours on this thread and it, it got no likes. <laughs> It's a little bit of a numbers game as well. It's kind of put the content out there, be really genuine about it. Just it's got to be something that comes from you. And I think it's important. It has mm -hmm. to be your experience because otherwise I could just Google it or read a blog post or an article. I kind of want tweets to be somebody's own experience. And yeah. I will learn from that whatever I learn rather than you telling me being really prescriptive that this is what you need to do. It's like I'd rather just see what you did and I'll take I'll take the value from that and apply it to my own business. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just trying to say I, I love the style where it's super genuine and just your experience versus someone trying to go viral because that mostly doesn't work. Yeah. At least for <laughs> me, it wouldn't get my like. <laughs> I see that too. I think there was maybe a time a couple of years ago where it kind of was working, which is why so many people were doing it. It felt like it didn't take much for like a thread to go viral. Like people would say like, oh, you know, they would see a thread and it would look like, oh, there is some value here. I'm just going to share it without really thinking too much about it. But now it's there's so many people trying to do it. Like you said, it's like you can tell like they really want lots of retweets from this. This isn't about actually like providing any value or any personal experience. They're just like kind of trying mm -hmm. to play the numbers game. And it's just like yeah. it's such a like turn off. Like I, I have no desire to like or retweet or have any involvement and that sort of like mm. really obvious ploy to try and get like, yeah, social cred or whatever it is. Mm. So we are we're running at 30 minutes. We've gone long, I think, the last couple of times. So we should wrap it up. And I think for this week, since we've decided <laughs> that uh, commitment isn't a great word and because you said that you're you're taking some time off, we're just going to not have any commitments this week. Plus, for me, the stuff I have to do, I have to do because it's for the workshop. So regardless of what I say in the podcast, mm -hmm. like I'm going to be working on that <laughs> anyway. So I think this is a good time to cut off. And uh, it was great to chat. I hope you don't have to connect to the Wi-Fi at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Have a good week. I hope you get your uh, 
content done. Well, I know you will get it done because you have to get it done, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes. So yeah, 